In this episode of the School Days podcast, we sat down with Radio X's Dan O'Connell. I started by asking him what it was like when he was at school. Well, I went to an army school in right. the uh, district of Puffshire in Scotland. And uh, I went there when I was nine years old. And I left there when I was 16. So it was quite an old building. Um, and we all had to either play the bagpipes, the drums, or do Highland dancing. We also spent a lot of time at weekends pretending to be soldiers. And we all had our own gun. So go figure. That doesn't. How, how was that then, just having your own gun when you were nine years old? Traumatising. <laughs> I've had a lot of therapy. It's been very expensive, but I'm doing all right. What type of kid were you at school? Um, you can't exactly be naughty when you've got going to an army school, can you? I think that's uh, one of the things that drove me on, because I knew that I didn't really fit in there. Mm. Like, while people are telling you you've got to march and you've got to have your shirt sleeves above your elbows and you need your shoelaces tied and you need to polish your kit... Um, and you're thinking, well, this is pointless, really, because I, I have no interest in this whatsoever. I just want to, you know, make radio and be a DJ or act, you know. I want to be a star daddy. You know, it doesn't really fit in with army life. So I did kind of struggle a bit, really. How, how did you manage not fitting in then? Because a, a lot of kids these days don't fit in. Mm-hmm. So I think they'd, they'd, they'd like to know exactly how other people did. Well, I think I just got through it. I think you have to get through it. I mean, um, there were probably tears... You know, it probably got a little bit snotty. But eventually I got to a place where I felt confident enough to say, do you know what, I don't want this anymore and I need to find a way to what I want. And I think that that takes time. Do you know what I mean? It's like you don't have to have everything figured out straight away. And I think if you give yourself time, you finally do figure out where it is you need to be and um, and eventually find like-minded people who are doing the same things as you want to do and who are into the same things as you want to do. Like it's it's hard, isn't it, when you're a, when you're a teenager... There is a lot of pressure on you to do all sorts of things and to be all sorts of things. And it's not the easiest thing to navigate when you don't really know who you are. I mean, look, I'm 37. Sometimes I still don't really know what I like or who I am. It's just, you know, that's how it is. It's like I'm still figuring that out. But it seems like a lot when you're a teenager, you know, and you've got the kind of the weight of the world on your shoulders, you know. What, what was your proudest moment then? What, what made you the most proud when you were when you were back at school? Having the confidence to say I don't want to do this anymore, and to actually leave that army school because, and this is nothing against anybody there, it just wasn't what I wanted. I wanted a completely different life, and it took me a while to build up that confidence to tell my mum and dad, to just really admit to myself that that's not the life I wanted, and I wanted to do something different. Because I'd said to the teachers there, you know, can I get work experience in radio or? can somebody help me learn how to be a DJ? And they'd be like, no, we can organise some work experience for you at the local hospital, but that's about it. And I'm like, well, that's no good to me. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't want to spend two weeks with somebody taking blood. And that's nothing against anyone who takes blood. I don't <laughs> like my, my blood being taken, but I certainly, you know, at that time, it wouldn't have been very useful to me. I knew that I, knew that I wanted something completely different. And, um, and I had to take responsibility for that and find a way to do that. What was that conversation with your mum and dad like then? I think they kind of accepted it. I mean, look, I've been in radio and music for nearly 20 years now, and I think there's a there's a part of my dad that's still like, when are you going to get a proper job? Um, but they took it well. You know, I think in the long run, as I've got older, I've realised that my mum and dad and most people's mums and dads are only doing the best that they can do with the knowledge that they've got. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> my mum and dad weren't trying to stitch me up by sending me to army school. They thought that was the right thing for me at the time. 
you know they didn't know any different they just wanted a, a better life for me but I you know I I didn't enjoy it and so when I told them that I didn't really enjoy it and I wanted to do something different they were very supportive of that uh, on the flip side what was what was the worst thing you ever did the worst thing I ever did at school okay a um, couple of things I once went to Edinburgh at the weekend when I lived um, in Persia and we bought some Chinese herbs and some Rizzler papers and I unfortunately got involved with some very, very, very naughty people at school who decided that they would pretend they were selling drugs. Right. <laughs> and unfortunately, I ended up in a, uh, in a suspended situation <laughs> because one of the persons who was sold Chinese herbs in a Rizzler uh, was led to believe that it was drugs and it wasn't. And unfortunately, I was part of that. And so I had to take the rap. And uh, we got in a lot of trouble for that. I, I, I can imagine. Um, what, was your, what was your first day of secondary school like? That's always, a, that's always a daunting thing for everyone. Well, my first day of secondary school was actually my third year of army school because we did the last two years of primary school and then went into secondary school from it. So for me, it was probably not as hardcore as I think it is for some people because you know I'm aware that you know if you go to primary school and then you go to the first year of secondary school, it can be sort of quite scary for some people but it wasn't that bad for me because I'd already been there for two years so I didn't have any big sort of scary moments Did you get on with people? Were you were you the one that was with all the, 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 the big crowds or, or were you like the one that sat on their own in the side of the lunch hall? I don't know I think I've always been the sort of person that wants people to like them I've always I've always been that sort of person so I think I probably hung around with people that I didn't necessarily like but I didn't want to get sort of beaten up or anything like that. So, you know, and I found out very early in life that if you make people laugh, they kind of like that. Mm. And so I chased that feeling a lot and I, and I tried to make people laugh. Um, so you a class clown, would you say? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not sure. I think I would like to think I was. I'm not sure who was, but it, you know, it wasn't me, I don't think. I think I would like to have been, and I was probably up there competing for it, you know, I always like to do stupid voices and tell people jokes and stuff like that. Um, but it wasn't currency at my school, really. Mm. The currency was who was toughest because it was an army school. So it was about being the best at football and whether or not you could run 10 miles across country with a, a backpack on your back. You know, so being funny or being a good DJ or liking music didn't seem to have currency, unfortunately. So in those terms, I was very much not cool, you know. Mm. Uh, what song reminded you of school? By the, the the way you're describing it, it sounds like it it would be something on the bagpipes. Yeah, it does actually. The Flower of Scotland, because I used to have to play the Flower of Scotland on the bagpipes a lot. So um, we used to play before all the Scottish rugby international matches, which I quite enjoyed and I liked that part of it. Because again, you know, I mean that's performance. So you know, if you're in a stadium with sixty thousand people singing along to what you're playing, I mean that was my first buzz really. You know, I remember that kind of like feeling of all those people singing along as you're playing and you're like, wow, you know, we're soundtracking this moment, you know, and we were. It was like, it was crazy to be like 14 years old and in the middle of that energy. It was, you know, it was wild. Did you have a teacher at school that was inspirational in any way? No. No? No. Never all, did. Just no. all boring? No, not that they were boring. And I certainly, I don't have a dislike of any of them, mm. but, you know, you got to remember, like, I'm talking about a school system that was very much, you know, old school you do maths and English, maybe a language if you're lucky, pick a science, and that's it. You know, there wasn't anything else. So I, I didn't get any inspiration from those people. You know, they weren't they weren't cruel to me, I don't think. They weren't bad, but I certainly didn't feel like, you know, 
anybody was talking to me about music um, or anything like that. Aside from the lessons, um, what's something that stayed with you um, since till now? I mean, usually I have to pay about 100 quid in a therapy session. For this, so <laughs> I've honestly, I've forgotten so much about school. Is, um, is that voluntarily or? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. The PTSD is too much. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think the idea of just staying true to myself, you know, hmm. I got that there when everybody else was kind of doing that sort of like go to school, go to the army, that kind of thing. I was like, I can't do that. I can't, I can't be that person. And it was the first time that I ever, like I said, it was that first time I ever took responsibility for myself and, and decided, like, I can do this and it will be okay, you know? How did that feel? Brave, courageous, um, and exciting, realistically. You know, I think as I've got older, I've got more scared of not taking risks. I used to take risks all the time. And as you get older, you seem to take less of them. I'm, in my case, I do anyway. But, I, yeah, it was. It was exciting and it was... Um, and it was the right thing to do, and it is the right thing to do, because everything is always okay. You know, it might not turn out the way you think it's going to turn out. You might not get the result you want, but ultimately it's always okay. Uh, finally, something we ask everyone who comes on the podcast, if we gave you a time machine, uh, we told you to walk out the door right now, and you'd be, you'd be able to speak to 16-year-old you, what would you tell him? It's going to be all right. Just crack on with it. It's going to be okay. And it doesn't matter what people think. You'll be all right. Thanks to Dan O'Connor for talking to us. This has been a Youth Choice podcast. For more, follow our socials at Youth Choice GA.